During the whole making of X-Men and the casting of X-Men, I was there in the production office. Remember, you don't need to scream for help when Banshees are around Was it supposed to be Jean or was it supposed to be Madeline? I drew that image and a deliberate hint at things to come. What makes Marvel Legends so special? Just the partnership with Marvel, you know, continuing to work with Jesse Falcon. This is your special guest host, Mr. Sinister. <laughs> you would never put Storm in a ponytail. That would be well, weird. You could, but that would be weird. <laughs> but giving it to Jean kind of made her the girl next door that everybody could talk to. When I met Stan, he was very gracious and 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 very kind. This is the Power of X Men podcast. I am your host, Dayspring. Hope you survive the experience, guys. We have a very special treat for our episode four recap of Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Like, we have my best friend in all of the world. We've had so many adventures together from like the wee hours at some rando bar in the meatpacking district in Manhattan to -hmm. fishing for mahi in Mm Kibas to talking about Star Wars for hours to going to the midnight showing of Aquaman. Oh, and we saw it at a uh, at one of those theaters where you sit down and they feed you food, and it couldn't have been any more just awkward with your happy Miami people. Oh my clapping god, in the middle of movies. I know, <laughs> clapping, and like, of course, like you can order drinks as well. And I don't remember if you ordered a drink. I definitely ordered I, a drink. Oh, I definitely ordered a drink. I ordered Leah drink, and as you know, <laughs> my my beautiful wife drinks this much, and she's sick. So, <laughs> oh, so uh, yes, listeners, I am obsessed with his wife. I was a groomsman in their wedding. I even went to Lee's bachelorette party. You as did. Well. You did go to her bachelorette party. I did That's go to not her. Fair. Yeah, I went to both. I think I'm the only one who's gone to who went to both. Yeah. And look, I, I mean, please welcome the ever outspoken, the insane, my soul brother, the wonderful Mr. Magoo. Thank you, Paul. I know that's I not your it. real name, of course. It's not. It's not. It's not my real name, but I, I, I love it. I love Mr. Magoo. Do you really? I didn't know that. So like that, you had like Steve Martin that did like a, a, a rethink of it. And I always think about him with like his windshield, like just completely focused for his glasses. Super funny. I so I had to Google the character because I didn't know who that was. And mm-hmm. I thought it was Magatu from Zoolander. Oh, that would have been much funnier. <laughs> Next time I'll be Mr. Magato. <laughs> um, you were a myth for most of my life. I the way we know each other is you're also best friends with my cousin who mm-hmm. is gonna be on the podcast soon. I'm forgetting what his mutant name is. I think it's like Toad Stomper. It is something. Toad Stomper. It he is he so- brought that up today. Oh yeah, that's right. And <laughs> And I, he kept saying like, oh, my friend, Phil, my friend, Phil. And like, we would show up at like a bar or something and he'd be like, where's Phil? Phil's already gone. <laughs> I was in like San Antonio or like, oh no, Phil can't make it tonight because he's going to some sort of, you know, get together. And it's like, I, it had to be three, four five, six times. And then finally I met you yeah. and my gift to you at the wedding was a mug. And I titled you Paul, the myth yes. because of that. I love it. Dude, your wedding was probably one of my favorite weddings ever. Ah. I, mean, I loved I loved your bachelor party. That was so much fun. And then your wedding was on South Beach and you gave everyone lightsabers. Yes, I did. Oh, Everybody man. got their complimentary lightsaber. Unfortunately, I, the battery's out, so I can't, you know, show it off, but 
I so I just hung these two posters here of Rogue and Gambit. Mm. And in this corner, I had the lightsabers from your wedding, and Jeff was so jealous that we went up and we stole one of the lightsabers from the bridal party. That's fine. That's fine. I can't say that they're going around like swinging the lightsabers. So more power yeah. to you guys. I forgot what in, in my lightsaber. I got the red one, and mm-hmm. it went out. It was like flickering. Oh, and like, I just remember it kept on like turning off and on and it was like making some like weird sound, like creepy sound. Yeah, yeah it was like malfunctioning there. And then I was with Nicole, who is Georgie, my cousin's wife, and she would be like, turn it on, turn it on. I'm like, I am turning it on. If only if only lightsabers just turned on that easy in real life. <laughs> but your wedding was so much fun. You also ordered socks for us to wear. I did. And Which one I did got- you get? I got Phoenix. You I got did give Phoenix. you Phoenix. That's right. They did have a Phoenix one. Uh, I'm not going to do the plug for the company, but Stance had a had these like themed Marvel ones. I got a I got Thanos. I think you got Phoenix. I think somebody got uh, Lucas got the Hulk. Yeah. Uh, George got Deadpool. Or oh, no, got Steve Deadpool. got Deadpool. Steve got Deadpool, and I think uh, uh, he got either Captain America or Spider Man. One of those two. I think it was Captain America. I remember Captain America. Yeah. 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 But it was it was a great time, and I loved how you leaned into who you were with those like little touches. Oh yeah, it, and, it, it's super important. And so you're like, dude. I, I mean, this is an X Men podcast, but we're going to be talking about Falcon and the Winter Soldier. But before we do that, I want to talk to you about Star Wars. Oh, I mean, if this was, I mean, sure. What do you want to talk about? I can talk about Star Wars for hours. I mean, first of all, I put it out there for the Power of X Men community. I was like, yo, guys, like my best friend is going to be on. He's a big Star Wars fan. What questions do you have? And literally, you probably got the most questions that have come in for an episode. <laughs> I just, I, I love the nerd community. No matter where we are, we all support each other. I, I, I'm sure some people are like anti DC or anti X Men. Yeah. It's like, no, no, we all appreciate little things. And like Star Trek, I don't discriminate against Star Trek people, more yeah, power so- to them. But I, I bleed Star Wars. I can't help it. <laughs> no, no, that's great. And, and I wanted to put you in the hot seat. So I was like, give me some like of your hot takes. And like, dude, like they blew up and they were, they're fun. I can't wait to read them. We can't read them all, unfortunately, but um, I'll pick some of the, the more juicier ones. Perfect. But before we dive into that, I want to know, what was your earliest memory of Star Wars? Hmm. My first memory of Star Wars had to be when I was like, five or six and I was in elementary school and I, I know it was Star Wars. I just know it was a Star Wars conversation. And for the longest time, I thought Darth Vader was Dark Vader. And as a <laughs> child, that just makes the most sense. You're like, oh, Dark Vader. And then some like, I don't know, kid out of nowhere goes like, it's Darth Vader. And I'm like, you're an idiot. How kind of name is Darth Vader? And like, lo and behold, this was before the internet. I had to go watch Star Wars as a child and it just blew my mind. And I was like, oh my God, they are saying Darth Vader. I'm a stupid (laughs) five-year-old. I love that that you were sassed by a five-year-old contemporary. Oh yeah. Because, you know, kids are just like brutally honest and to each other, it's just like, there's no filter. Well, it's probably like, I mean, Miami, man, like I have a lot of holes in my education and one of them is exactly that. I used to say Dark Vader as well. I mean, 
What else? As a you, child? Like, I, as a child, I, my God, probably even until I was like 21, <laughs> you know, like. Did, did you ever get checked for something X-Men? Like you thought a name or you thought a, something was a certain way and then it just hits you back like, oh my God, you're totally right. Yeah, I don't, I don't, n- not in real life, not in, because okay. I was kind of like a lone wolf when it came to my fandom like you know Ankayo Ocho right there on Coral Way like there are no comic book stores or like X-Men stands there man like, there is not and my abuelita being like I mira eso muñecos you know what I mean like yeah. so like, I didn't they're really they're not muñecos they're not muñecos abuela like I don't know why <laughs> I have to explain this to you um no but like I I think the only thing I can think of off the top of my head right now is that there's a character called Strife Mm-hmm. who is a clone of Cable. Mm-hmm. And in my head, my my very young head, I used to say Star Sapphire because of the DC character. That's how I kind of pronounced it. I couldn't pronounce Strife. But when right. I got, you know, of age, you know, like middle school, I was like, oh, that's like... So I just, I kind of like overlapped those names there. But yeah, man, like it's... Fandom in South Florida was a very interesting thing. How did you... I, I feel Star Wars was a bit more mainstream though. Yeah. Yeah. I think, so. I, you know, it's like, I don't know. Now Disney's had it since who, who knows how long. And now that Disney has, you know, Marvel in some capacity, it's just like everybody now hears about it. Right. And so like all the kids from nowadays will probably grow up with Marvel the same way that we grew up with like Star Wars and other things back. And then. Batman. And Batman. Yeah. Batman, exactly. like the Tim Burton films and the Joel Schumacher ones. And Tim Burton the was moment. the one with like Penguin, right? Yeah. Like Batman those were returns. Yeah. Those are good. Yeah. Yeah. You're a couple years younger than me. So Batman Begins would be more your childhood. And for me, it was more college. Yeah. Like uh, the Riddler and like Tommy Lee Jones and Jim oh Carrey, like talk about great casting on like for a character. I thought Jim Carrey as the Riddler is like, wow. It was so good, man. But I, I, I watched those movies recently. They're not good, but they're fun. You yes. know what yes. I mean? Very fair. But- I absolutely agree. But in Miami, everyone was talking about Batman. Everyone was talking about, you know, Star Wars. Mm-hmm. X-Men, yeah, of course, they talked about the animated show. But mm-hmm. we did not talk about the comic books. And that's where I gravitated towards. And no one really talked about it. But on the, on the idea of Star Wars, I'm curious, what, what is it about Star Wars that resonates with you so much? You know, so... The, uh... I'm glad. I'm glad I can nerd out here. This is great. You know, for me, this it's is just, a safe space. Thanks, man. Thanks. Nobody, <laughs> no, man. It's just like, I love that it just, it completely separates. Like I can go into a Star Wars world in my head and then just be there and stay there and just like go through scenarios, go through like, uh, like nuances of it. And I just enjoy it. And I just love getting lost in the idea of what it is. And like my, so before I studied like finance and all this other crazy stuff, I studied like early European history, like Greek, Greek mythology, uh, early like medieval history and all that. And so like if you look at all of the kind of stories that are in Star Wars, you'll hear a lot of like relationships between like historical wars, historical, you know, mythological items and, and key things in history. And so like I think that's what resonates with me, that it's not just someone that just wrote some, you know, crazy stuff about like, you know, in the stars. It's like there's all these hidden kind of uh, romantic storylines from back in the day weaved into it and so that just resonates man i like that there's depth to it i like that there's thought process and like you think of like x the x-men world again it's like the same way it's like there's just so much depth there's so many things intertwined and you can just run on whatever tangents that you want to go on and just get lost 
Yeah, I was actually just talking to someone in Spain earlier today, and he asked me the question, what separates comic books from traditional literature? And I was like, nothing. Mm. I mean, it's it's the North mythology. It's the Shakespearean ideologies mm-hmm. there. It's the Greek mythologies mm-hmm. work there. And when you think of Star Wars, you think of the boy on the farm who goes off to see the wizard. Yeah. And he has daddy issues yes. <laughs> you know? and he's an orphan and he's destined to be the greatest leader in the world. And he has a se- secret sister who is leading a rebellion. It, it's very political. Mm-hmm. And I, I agree with a- exactly what you just said. I think it's because at the core of it, it's just a really good story that's been told in a very clever way. Yeah. And I mean, it go- I mean, I don't know about you. I grew up on Disney movies, right? Talk yeah. about parent issues, daddy issues, mommy <laughs> issues. They kill the, the parents like every five minutes into every single movie. But it's the same thing. It's like you have this hidden thing inside of you and it's your choice on what you want to do with that hidden power, right? And so, you know, like we'll talk about Falcon and Winter Soldier later. There's a quote from that that hit me today. And it's like having more power just ma- just exonerates more of who you are. That's all the power does. So whether you, you're, you're a weakling or strong, getting a, a, an infusion of power is going to amplify whatever characteristic resonates with you. And I think that just goes right back into Star Wars. I, well, first of all, I agree wholeheartedly with you, especially in this episode. That's a theme that they weren't even trying to hide Mm-mm. because point blank, they say, well, it didn't corrupt Steve. Yeah. And at the end of the episode, spoiler alert, uh, if you're listening to this, you know, if we're going to talk about it in great detail, but John Walker with the shield, with that bloody fucking shield. And like, it's the upward angle. You know, you notice how they do the upward angle, the <laughs> shield bloody on the bottom. He's staring off into the beyond. Like, you're just like, I don't think I've ever seen blood on that shield. No, I, I agree. I had the same exact thought. I was like, I've never seen that shield with blood. And it's just so symbolic of how he isn't Captain America. Mm-mm. And Mm-mm. yeah, I agree. Like, once you get power, that's when you're native personality really gets fleshed out and you're either a good person or you're not. And we saw that with Anakin. Mm-hmm. Although I guess, you know, as, as we'll discuss later in one of the listener questions, perhaps Anakin was seduced mm-hmm. by Palpatine, but mm-hmm. Luke, his native personality was to gravitate towards the light. That's right. That's right. That's absolutely right. So what are your feels on the original trilogy i, I, I think mean, I, I know the answer it's just nostalgia man i mean you, you can't you can't knock the originals i think yeah. you know if i'm gonna even rank the movies you know a new hope for me is cool i like it you know it's just because it's just like it, it's where it all started but i mean i love the empire strikes back and i love the Je- like the return of the jedi i mean just just the interlinking just all the like the the story got deeper in those movies i think it's a perfect example of how somebody took the second and third movies and just went super deep with the stories really pulled out all the, the, the nuances. And honestly, my, my third favorite movie, uh, even after the original trilogy is like uh, rogue one. Like I, I love, rogue, love one. rogue one, man. I just think it's like, uh, like talk about the feels and the, like the last five minutes of that movie, 10 minutes. is just like, like you thought the movie climax and then you just want a roller coaster that just took you in and out. And like outside of like rogue one, like, that's what like the empire, like I fall asleep. No joke. I fall asleep two, three nights out of every single week, just watching return of the Jedi or empire strikes back. Like, like that's, that. yeah, that's like my, like it's either a 
what's it called World War II in color, or it's uh, <laughs> like, yeah, the Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi. I just have those, like, that helps me fall asleep because I can, like, when I fall asleep, I can hear it as I sleep and I'll wake up at, like, certain parts of the movie, like, uh, why am I dreaming about, you know, now? Like, it's uh, getting my hand cut off. Oh, it's because that's that scene with, you know, Luke screaming. <laughs> what does Lee say about that? Oh, she's whatever. It puts me to sleep and she doesn't have to deal with me anymore. And like yeah. <laughs> the trooper man, she like, I don't, I, she grew up watching star Wars, but like she, she appreciates that. Like I'm that passionate about things. I mean, so, I mean, she knows that I love something. So that's gotta, that's gotta count for something. <laughs> I love that you have baby Yoda there with the Mandalorian. Like, Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, it's a puzzle by the way. You want to talk about a horrible puzzle. Oh, I can't, we have like the it's stuck it's on the wall, stuck. but these puzzles, Lee and I spent probably two weeks doing this puzzle. And oh the reason being God. is it, the pieces are probably like that small each. And so the problem here is if you notice everything in the t- top right corner to the screen left on my side, mm-hmm. beautiful colors, you can see the difference. When you start yeah. going into the Mandalorian, it's all just the same color brown, like <laughs> shit brown. So the problem is now all of a sudden you're trying to put all these pieces together and it's just God awful trying to like, Every single piece has the same exact color. And we just spent probably, I don't know, two weeks just trying to do that one corner. It was horrible. That's his, I, I haven't done a puzzle in a minute. I like the last puzzle I did was some kind of 3D windmill puzzle back in like 2013. Mm-hmm. But Grogu looks so adorable there. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll get him up here. And it mm. took me a second. Oh, look at those eyes. It took me a second there, though, <laughs> to realize you had it there. Um, and you also have the Age of Apocalypse trades. Oh, yeah, man. I got the, uh, let me see if I can get those all on here. Right oh, now. man. And you even have the recent ones as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, I got everything like, from the beginning. I got the, uh, basically the backstory. It talks yeah. about after the Age of Apocalypse, how do they recover from it? All those. Super yeah, I, I remember when you were like, I'm building my geek room because you just bought a beautiful house. And I'm going to be living there every time I go home now. <laughs> but I was like, here you want a classic x-men story that's really good here's legion's quest and it's gonna go right into the most epic x-men story ever. yeah so i'm not gonna lie i didn't cheat but i read i because i didn't know who legion was i'm not gonna lie to you i'd never heard of legion and like you start learning about him and you're just like oh my god it goes right back to the thing that we we're talking about earlier the yeah. depth and like the the conflict there and like why he is the way he is what the relationship is with you know uh uh, Xavier it's like it's just intense and it's just like I love it I love all those crazy aspects of it man well and even the dramatic irony when he goes to kill Magneto Magneto and just blows everything up yeah and he kills Xavier and then like that's it like everything blows up and like the whole world gets redone and, and that's what I like want to figure out is like because I know everybody knows Apocalypse Now is uh, what what the movies are right mm-hmm. and it has some sort of tying into the sentinels and what have you but it's like why couldn't they do this story is this just like a third timeline of things happened is this just too complicated and too much backstory and they're just like ah screw it that we can't do this like, it's not it's just because they're not good writers <laughs> or directors or executives who let a story marinate like dark phoenix is a perfect example of what you just said dark yeah. phoenix is not a complicated story you just need to let the story marinate Jean Grey becomes a phoenix. You establish how she is on the team, why people love her. Then you see her getting corrupted. Then she goes dark phoenix and then she dies. So you feel that hero's journey for her. You don't just do a one and done movie. Oh, and and that's what hurt is like, I felt like dark phoenix should have been equivalent to uh, 
Dark Phoenix should have been equivalent to like in the Infinity Wars, right? Absolutely. I one hundred percent. We've talked about that. Like yeah. it's all roads need to lead to the Phoenix. You know yeah. what I mean? When it yeah. comes to the X-Men. It's an epic story. Tell it yeah. right. Why wouldn't you want to tell it right? And it's like I felt like they just put it out there, like, ah, fuck it, just do it. Right. Yeah. And it's just like uh, like you never see like what was it? Like she turned into the Phoenix because she was just upset. She just went to like five different people within the movie like why am i mad why am i angry and it's so bad because sophie turner is like actually a good actress just like shitty writing you know oh. in my opinion so she's so fa- fantastic actress i have no quarrels with her being jean gray mm-hmm. i have quarrels with the direction but that's another side tangent <laughs> sorry my bad my bad i, I, won't, I won't poke the i won't poke phoenix <laughs> no 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 i told you like you you're coming on and it's like us at a bar getting drunk <laughs> and this is yeah. an organic flow in the conversation yeah. but i did record an episode with ascani sun where we got drunk and we compared x3 to dark phoenix so listen that will be coming out in the coming weeks but okay i have a question for you about the prequels because i don't hate the prequels and what are your feels on them you tell me yeah Yeah, you know i appreciate the story you know and i think it's just one of those unfortunate things that you know how he gets to where he is but nobody if you didn't read the comics if you didn't like read the stories like you never really understood the downfall right um you know everybody hates on hayden christensen I don't know why, you know, is he your typical puppy eyed, you know, good looking guy? Sure. You know, and like, I don't think that he was a bad actor. You know, I think it's you get what you get for that role. I don't think anybody would have ever been happy with those movies. I appreciate them for what they are. Now, I think where the movies kind of lost their core is it turned into a new digital age. So I felt like they spent more time trying to digitally wow the audience versus the story, you know, and uh, I like um, I actually liked uh, the number three. Number three was great. Um, mm-hmm. um, and then <sighs> the Phantom Menace. Uh, Darth Maul's badass, but Qui-Gon Jinn was great. I thought that was a great cast. I think Ewan McGregor was great for the role. I, 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 I don't know if you can really, I personally can't hate on them because I love the movie so much. I, I appreciate the story. You know what I, I mean? I watched The Phantom Menace a couple of years ago and my adult reaction to it was, okay, there are some parts that are obviously pandering to a younger audience, yes. but it's not a bad story. No. You know, it's, it's, it's all, it's, it's a very deep political story. And I thought the Padme, you know, Queen Amadalia, like, you know. I love Natalie Portman. I love Natalie Portman too. And by the way, Natalie Portman, great actress. Star Wars, not her best work because it's exactly what you said. You know what you, the kind of pedigree you're getting yes, yes, for these yes, movies. Absolutely. I think you had people like Mark Hamill and Carrie Fisher who are actors of a certain age and generation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and that's why their their skills translated a bit better than probably, you know, Natalie and Hayden. And I could say yeah. that because it's like I know them or I don't. Yeah. Yeah, but, yeah. You know, like I, I don't hate on them. I don't. I'm thinking like my favorite one was probably Clone Wars only because I was at that right age with it. Like yeah. the Forbidden Romance and stuff like that. Yeah, 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 you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, like everything that happens in like the third and fourth act are really good. I think the part where they go to Naboo just kind of like is boring to me. Yeah. Um, like the same thing in Revenge of the Sith. Like the whole scene where like Natalie Portman starts like crying and stuff at the end i'm just kind of like over it like just get to the fight get to the cool stuff get to the story let me see the part where you're like, anakin, no! anakin the battle's over i have the high ground 
Okay. Listen, you have to appreciate that gem. You know how many memes we have because of that? If that I didn't exist and he just sliced up Anakin, that's no fun. Think about how much content we have thanks to that written scene. I love how positive you are. Like, I mean, <laughs> I guess like when we really have our in-depth like conversations, I'm just like really drunk or drinking and being like, uh-huh, uh-huh, nice, Phil. But like <laughs> listening to you here, I'm like, wow, man. Like you're, you're not bad for a bitch with no talent. Thanks, man. Thanks. You know, my <laughs> wife says the same thing. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I agree with you. I think we get a lot of memes from it and it's fun. And, you know, I, I, I've said this to to other people who like DM power of X-Men and, and we're sort of chatting about it and they want my feels on stuff and they kind of want to like almost start a fight. Like you can just read it in the text. And I was yeah. like, dude, at a certain point, you're just turning off your brain and you, you can either pick apart these stories or you can just enjoy them. That's it. For what That's they it. are. That's all it is. Like, and we can talk about the new the new trilogy, and it's the same thing. Like, can you yeah. pick these apart? Absolutely. Are you ever going to write anything that's going to appease the, the masses? No. But you know what? It's just like I appreciate them for what they are. What about, I, I have a big theory. I can't get upset about the things I can't control. Right. Oh, that's lovely. Am I going to call, you know, the directors and be like, "Hey, guys, this is Phil Garth here. You don't know who I am. <laughs> I'm a really big fan, not like anybody else's." I want you to go back and write the movies all over again and recast this for me. No, it's not going to freaking happen. So as a result, like I can bitch about it for the next 80 years that I'm on this earth, or I can enjoy it and not ruin it for my kids. And in fact, promote and be like, Oh my God, kids, isn't this so great? They would know, never know the difference, you know? So do you know who Gabrielle union is? Of course I do. Yeah, she's married to what's that guy's name again? The Heat player, Dwayne Wade, <laughs> the guy that you had no idea of. Like you said, Wade County, and you're like, what's Wade County? What's Wade like, County? Price, Paul. But she said something which I she did an epic interview recently with Gwyneth Paltrow from Goop. By the way, wait, what's it? What's the husband's name again? Dwayne, Dwayne Wade. Wade. I just know him as Gabrielle Union. <laughs> Husband, yeah. that's so great. Yeah. I'm sure she would love that. Yeah. So you have you. I think that's a difference. Like you are Wade County, and I'm Goop. <laughs> you yes. know what I mean? But yes. we somehow make it work. But Gabrielle Union said that when she first came on the scene, and she was in Hollywood, and she was going to parties, and there was this other actress who walked in, and it's kind of like all the air got sucked down, and all eyes were on her, and she got really jealous, and she started bitching about her, like just right. taking her, picking her apart. And her friend turned to her and was like, do you feel better now? Did you get that role you never got? Right. Like, did you, are, are you taller? Are you going to get married to someone now? Like, no, you literally just threw so much hate. And the only thing you did right now is out yourself as a That's hate. right. That's exactly, you know? that's exactly right. That's all yeah. that's going to get written about you. And it's like, yeah. no, I, it, it, all you are is positive. I don't, I don't bother myself with things that don't involve me, things that don't touch me. I, or like, I, I what can I do? You know, there's the world is all on fire right now. It's like, I'm going to control my circle and make sure that that's what I can do the best about and, and push that energy into the world as much as possible. Yeah. And that's dude, the reason why power of X-Men exists is because I wanted to move away from those vitriolic conversations that are on fandoms, you know, like you, you go on an X-Men message board and God forbid you say one thing that's not a hundred percent accurate. It's just your interpretation of something. Just filleted. And, and you get filleted and you're like, dude, like I just, I'm trying to gain my sanity during a global pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? And and again, even like with other iterations of fandom, people are just savage and they're mean. And, you know, yeah. it takes a while. And I'm very proud of Power of X-Men. You know, there was a previous podcast before called Generations of X, and it was a mm -hmm. great podcast. But Power of X-Men 
is a community where it, there's no hate, man. You know what I mean? Like, and no, it's just I get it. celebrate the fandom. And I always have to tell creators when they're coming on, like, I'm sending you questions in advance. I'm not going to give you a gotcha question unless you're Mr. Magoo. <laughs> and I, I purposely ask for awful questions. Yeah. But try me. I'll try. <laughs> I'll fake it till I make it. <laughs> but like, yeah, the, the level of anger geared towards, you know, a, a property you love and the creators behind it. I don't get that either. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, yeah, and that being said, though, you can say something is bad. That's You're fine. You can say something's bad. Like uh, some stories are shit. Guess what? I'm going to light up your fan base now, then. I'm going to say something. I like Ryan Reynolds as Green Lantern. You know what? I didn't I, hate the movie. I, I, watched, I didn't hate the movie. I'll watch I, Dude, I, it's on like TBS at like one in the morning. I'm like, yeah, I can watch this for a couple hours. It's not bad. I, I watched <laughs> the movie. I didn't hate it. I yeah. love Blake Lively in it. Yes. I don't think it was terrible i'd have to watch it again and like understand it yeah. but i walked out of the theater being like yeah that was i like green lantern a lot right. i like the comics and it, but i'm not a diehard stan but no i agree i agree no and I, i'm looking forward to like i hope they reboot it and i hope they do it in the new dc world because i feel like it's like darker i like the darker side of this stuff yeah. you know well the snyder cut how did you mm, i loved it i enjoyed it we haven't I enjoyed talked about that yet well we texted while we were watching it but i don't mm -hmm. think i got your final feels on it Mm, my feels were good. My feels were very positive, but uh, we'll, we'll save that for another discussion. <laughs> That's for another episode. <laughs> All right. So best Star Wars movie. Yeah. Uh, so it, it, which one? I think I got to go with the very cliche and supported Empire Strikes Back. I, I think it's just the best movie. I think it's just, you know, Han Solo's great in it. Um, the, the story is just, the shock and awe in it is, is great. And I think it just perfectly teed up a following movie. So like, even as a standalone movie, I think it's fantastic. Um, my runner up is going to be rogue one or uh, return of the Jedi, mm -hmm. just because I, I mean, I loved, love, love, love. And the only th reason I put maybe return of the Jedi above um, uh, rep, uh, rogue one is just because uh just because of the nostalgia, but I mean, I loved, 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 loved Rogue One, man. Rogue One is just like knit and gritty. It's in the Star Wars universe. It has like all the same characteristics, but I mean, that's how I would do my one, two, three. And it's a beautiful celebration of mm -hmm. the Star Wars fandom, like the shots of them on the beach and the Death Star rising. Like that's someone who, whoever did the CGI for that, they loved Star Dude, Wars. Dude, I'm getting goosebumps you just talking about it. It's just yeah, like, 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 ooh, just seeing that. Like, could you imagine something like that in person? Yeah. Uh, like, imagine you looked out your New York, uh, uh, New Jersey, like st skyline, and just a fucking huge ass like moon just comes like, out. Shit. Jesus. <laughs> 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 I need some vodka now. Um, yeah, I I loved it. I remember being surprised because I'm I, I'm a Star Wars stan, but I'm not a diehard stan, and I'm only a stan recently. So I remember when I went to the movie and of course, Jeff, my husband loves Star Wars. And I was like, this is probably the best movie I have ever seen out of the franchise. Yeah. I, it was so I, great. I would say it's probably Lee's favorite movie was Rogue One. I think that's the one that she enjoyed the most. Oh, you really? Know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, um, what about you, man? Which one would you kind of put up at the top? So when I watched it originally, I really liked the last jedi mm -hmm. is it last jedi uh, yeah because then the, it was rise of the jedi? no oh rise oh uh yeah gotcha is yeah. it the the the, the last jedi one. last jedi last jedi the last yep. jedi and i i thought it was a smart 
script. I thought it was mm-hmm. really well done. When I went back and watched it as a Star Wars fan, I can understand the backlash that came from it. And I know that sounds like a very PC answer, but you know, again, it's two very different approaches. Like one, like, oh, I thought that was actually a really compelling story. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, well, let me put on my Star Wars stand here. I was like, yeah, I, I do think saying that Ray is a nobody is kind of like, fuck off. You know what I mean? Yeah, because yeah. it's the Star Wars franchise. I mean, it's something that's really powerful about it. It's it's a story about family yeah. as well. Yeah. And, and, and those complicated relationships you have. I think they should have just kept that. I don't know how you felt about Rise of Skywalker, but like I felt the Palpatine stuff was shoehorned in. And yeah. I'm like, you fucked up, right? Like, just take her in a different... That was Kathleen Kennedy and J.J. Abrams trying to course correct something, make the fans happy. And I think it blew up in their faces. I think so, too. Yeah, you know, I, I, you had two options. You had The Last Jedi and continue down that path, or you should have done uh, The Rise of Skywalker as number eight and gone down that path. You can't introduce Palpatine in the last movie and just say, aha, surprise. Yeah, I mean, here I, this entire time. I get it. I get what they did. I, you know, uh, to your point, it's, it's a course correction. That's the, uh, I go back to, that's the story we have now. That's the one I got to appreciate. And that's the one I got to go in my head, you know, and it hurts. <laughs> I just wish the new trilogy would have just focused on the big three characters. Yeah, you know, I agree. Han and Leia. Like, focus their story and then have other characters that you will probably revisit. But give a chance to end whatever story you wanted to say. I think having them play second fiddle, I think that's what pissed everyone off. I, I think Mandalorian Season 2, mm. that ending, oh my god. That's what so, you want out of Luke Skywalker. Oh, you know? yeah, because Luke is a badass. So in, like, the yeah. books, Luke is a freaking badass dude. Yeah. And then, like, on top of that, I don't know if you realize it. If you ever play the end of Rogue One in parallel to the last episode of The Mandalorian, check that out. You'll okay. see the comparison of how Luke fighting all the droids and, and, and the people in The Mandalorian compared to the end of The Mandalorian where Vader is just like going like balls to the wall yeah. are so similar. And it just it, it goes back to that theme of like the balance of like light or dark you're using, you're doing the same thing in some way, shape or form, but it's super cool. And when you see that, it's just awesome, awesome, awesome. man. Well, and I also think that's why Rogue One was so great because that ending, you saw Darth Vader as a threat. As a badass. Like a badass. Like before he was just like, oh, I'm your father. And like, you know, and then, you know, Hayden Christensen who, you know, (laughs) it's, he just didn't have a chance to really flex his role as Darth Vader or Dark Vader. Yeah, thank you, thank you, thank you. In Miami, in Miami, he's Dark Vader. That's right. Um, Dark Vader. Dark Vader. (laughs) Um, But um, yeah, that's why I think that you're like, shit, he's scary. Like Vader is a scary force. He's not just some man with like a voice changer. This guy can like kill you. Uh And I love that he still has his joking personality when he's like, don't choke on your aspiration. <laughs> and he's like choking the director. Oh, I love that. Oh, love that. that. So love that, man. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it, it was really great. I haven't seen those um, comparison shots, but I'm going to do that. Um, Mr. Magoo, you are one of, well, I know I've had plenty of straight guys on the podcast, but none that I can ask such a really complicated, gross question to. So mm. I'm going to ask you a shag, Mary kill. Cause mm. I'm curious, a shag, Mary kill Leia, Ray and Padme. Shag, Mary. Kill. So you, you can spend one night with someone. You're going to spend the rest of your life with another one. And then you're just going to have to straight up kill someone. I think you got to fuck Leia. 
All right. I think you got to fuck Leia. Yeah. Uh, I think I would marry Natalie Portman. Of course, who wouldn't marry uh, Natalie Portman? Yeah, and then I would kill Ray. And that, and that's not because anything towards Ray. It's just like uh, I, I I wish I had the opportunity, but you know, gun to my head, and I got to pick one or the other. Ray's got to go. You know, yeah, just, sorry, Daisy Johnson. Yeah, so, uh, Daisy Ridley. <laughs> oh, oh my God, Daisy Ridley. You're right. <laughs> It's okay. You got Rian Johnson and you got the baby in. There you go. I got somewhere. Wait, who's Daisy Johnson? I feel like that is a name. I my Johnson. I don't. I have no idea who. Yeah, Johnson. Daisy Johnson is Quake from oh. from Shield. That's why I call. <laughs> yeah, Daisy Ridley. All is forgiven. And I was I was thinking because when Smash Brothers came out, uh, the new one they unveiled Daisy and Ridley the dragon, and everyone was oh, like, "Daisy yes. Ridley announced." Yes. I'm like, <laughs> Thank you, Internet. Yeah, but I mean, like, I, you know, it's. Uh, I guess my wife will see this eventually. I mean, you, you just can't beat the idea of Princess Leia and her buns or in the slave <laughs> costume. You don't have an equivalent because in today's world, could you imagine if they said, hey, you know, Ray, we appreciate you and Disney and the current, you know, area that we're in. Yeah. By the way, we're going to put you in a very sexy outfit and you have to be next to this dirty slug and model for a yeah. bunch of children now in Disney. No, you can't do that now. No, (laughs) and Carrie Fisher has talked about how she enjoyed wearing that costume because she was enslaved by by Java and then she killed him. Yeah. And it was her reclaiming stuff. So it's a very smart scene. And I, I agree with you. I don't think... I think if it's done today, I don't think that thought process would be behind it. And I don't think you have an actress like Carrie Fisher. Like Carrie Fisher knows her sh- or knew her shit excuse me yeah she's a badass man if you ever see the interviews with her she's so oh, funny man i've she's... read all her books she's yeah. hysterical like her book wishful drinking <laughs> <laughs> and she talks about like waking up next to her friend who died in her bed like she went through shit you know what i mean i didn't like, know that that's intense and she in her last book the princess diaries she talked about her love for Han. And how they dated and everything. So, so they did date. They banged, right? Like, I think they uh, banged. I think I. I don't remember the book because it's been like five years since I read it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, her and Harrison Ford hooked up uh, in nice. some way, shape, or form. They. I got to think up. so. I gotta think so. All right. So switching gears, we're gonna talk about the X Men. Um, tell me, what's your first memory? So I had to think about this one and I actually had to Google it. So beyond, (laughs) so I I was trying to think what's the first thing I had. Right. And I remember there's a video game on super Nintendo called Spider-Man's quest or something like that versus arcade or something like Spider-Man versus the arcade. Mm -hmm. And it was the hardest fucking game. Yes, it was. I don't know. You know, you know, which game I'm talking about. I know exactly which one you're talking about. It was storm. It was uh, Wolverine, Spider-Man, and um, I think Cyclops were the, were the four character in it. And I guess the story was like Arcade trapped them and either you had to beat the... Dude, I, I, I think I got through like two levels and I'm like, yeah, fuck this shit, I'm out. Yeah, it came out... I'm pulling up the Wikipedia page. It came out in 92. Yeah. And yeah, it was... I'm actually... What we're going to be doing, I'm going to be going through all of the X-Men video games. Because you can actually play some of these on like simulators mm-hmm, online. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to book you for this one. And we're going to oh. try to beat it. Yeah. I remember being extremely frustrated with this game. Yes. Yes. It's extremely frustrating. And the Sega Genesis one that came out later. Yeah. Yeah. I never played Sega Genesis. I was I was that uh, bougie. I was stuck on, you know, D- Duck Hunt and Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> Duck Hunt. 
Jesus Christ, I forgot about that until now with that fucking gun that never worked. And the dog that laughed at you. Oh my God, that fucking dog. And it's the, dog. The, obviously he's in Smash Brothers. And I'm like, I'm triggered every time I see him. But yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, I remember trying to point that gun. I, have you met our cousin Roy before? I don't think so. Maybe. So Roy is a year older than me. So we were kind of raised like brothers. Mm-hmm. And we would play that game with the, with the power gun. And, and we also had the power glove as well. And trying to shoot like man, like a fucking old school TV that Abuela had with like the antennas, the and, four like, by dials. three, and the curved yeah. screen on um, it, like and like glass. the dials. And like oh. I literally am going up to like the glass and banging. Like I was like four at the time; it was insane. But yeah, yeah. Okay, so arcades revenge. That's where. Which character like did you just like? I think with I, so. Spider Man definitely was the one I tried doing. Wolverine was just he had like a level where he's like playing with the clowns and stuff that fucked me up as a kid, dude. I remember playing that level and like they're just clowns. I'm like, I can't do this. I can't do this. Like there was like one part where this giant thing pops up and I was like, nah, nah, I'm out. I'm out. Um, the storm level was just too hard. I just couldn't do it, Paul. I'm telling you. Uh, it, it brings back bad memories. I'm sorry I triggered you. <laughs> I did. And like, that's what happened. I, like, I, I, I looked it up and I started watching. I'm like, oh my God, I remember spending countless hours and I'm just relapsing right now. This is why. I hate <laughs> and like you compare it to video games nowadays and you're just like, like there's one part where like you're swinging a Spider-Man and you're, and you're attacking the, the rhino guy. Yeah. And it's just like, no. No, no you, there was another where my mind goes is the Sega Genesis X-Men game where you have to actually turn off the Sega Genesis in order to continue because it's like the danger room needs to reset or reboot. I'm like forgetting what it was. And I, for the life of me, could never figure it out. And because I was like a fucking idiot kid, I'm like, I don't know how to save anything. So I would literally <laughs> play this game over and over again for months until I think someone told me it was like in a Game Pro or like Nintendo Power article <sighs> or wizard Nintendo or something Power. like that and probably not wizard but and sorcerer like, oh, remember sorcerer a- he probably didn't have a hat on <laughs> dude that was iconic that conversation <laughs> i love it man that's why i love falcon the winter soldier it's, as we'll it, get into it I, yeah 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 yeah. but mcu your general feels on the mcu i love it man i mean again i think it just plays into it it, it i think they wrote it well i think you know they kind of you didn't realize that you were getting introduced into the MCU when you were watching the original Iron Man, and all of a sudden, boom, by the way, there's a whole MCU universe and this is happening. And then you start seeing relationships and they start doing the end, the end credit scenes. And that's like when you're like, ah, there's an ongoing bigger plot here. And it's just like like the uh, the second phase movies, I think that's where it really starts hitting you. Well, I think it's just so like they got their shit together. And again, it's Kevin Feige who Mm -hmm. is able to assemble all the movies. He's like the only producer for the films. He's the only person who has that moniker and he can, he told a story. And I think that's why they're so successful. I like the MCU. I appreciate that shared narrative. You know what I mean? Like, I think it's a really smart uh, approach to it. And And it's why it's been consistent. And I think it's like, what's crazy is like, they were still doing all these other movies in parallel, like the Fantastic Fours and like the other ones. And it's like, it's, in my opinion, still the same universe. And I feel like it's like, oh, there's so many great stories in parallel to all this mm-hmm. that like, I wish they could tie into it, but they can't because they don't own rights. So they don't do this and that. So they're just going to keep making crappy Fantastic Four movies. Well, they own the rights now. Now they, yeah, now they do. Now, now they, they do. Know. Oh yeah. Now back then. Yeah. Yeah. I, so that's good because that segues actually into what I, I, I know the response to this as well. Your feels on WandaVision. Oh, I loved it, man. I thought they did a great job. I loved, you know, help me out here. Angela Harkless. 
Oh, 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 Agatha Harkness. Agatha Harkness. Yeah. Like I thought, I, I love that actress. Like when they start oh, doing Catherine like a, it's hi, it's me. Actually, like <laughs> I was dying the entire time, dude. Dying, well, dying, dying. I thought it was great. Well, she's such a fucking campy actress, mm-hmm. and and she delivered the role so well. She couldn't hit the highs and lows. And there's a YouTube video that I just saw the other day. It's like two minutes of Agatha throwing shade. Yeah, and she really is. <laughs> It's yeah. like that line. She's like, when Wanda's like, who are you? And she's like, who are you? Yeah. <laughs> no, I thought, um, I thought vision was awesome in it, man. I thought the way they portrayed vision in the whole Wanda vision thing, like it was just crazy to think like he wasn't himself, but yet he still was in some capacity. Yeah. I, I love that whole, I, I love vision and all of it. I thought it was very just beautiful. And it was true to the original comic the vision mm-hmm. and scarlet witch run that came out in the 80s and they there were two volumes for it but i thought it, it hit it i think we we have wanda in a very curious position this is a thing i've said and i've gotten in so much trouble for saying it and i feel it's going to be the same thing for falcon the winter soldier i think they're great shows they're very smart they're well done obviously as an mcu audience member you want to see the next chapter you want to see these characters but i think they're skippable if you just want to watch the movies you're, I, I think Falcon the Winter Soldier is going to end with Falcon becoming Captain America. How, how, right. how could it not? Right. But we already knew he was going to become Captain America when he accepted the shield. This is just segueing, but yeah. now it's going to go back on the right course. Similar right. to WandaVision, I, there is a really great story there of her kids and everything. And I think we'll get the Young Avengers eventually. But I think all you're going to need to know when Doctor Strange 2 picks up is that Wanda now calls herself the Scarlet Witch and has a new Right. Brother. That's right. It. No, I agree with you. Yeah, uh, we'll get into it. But, you know, Falcon Winter Soldier just feels like a buddy cop movie. I'm, I feel like I'm watching Lethal Weapon, but today. <laughs> so you're enjoying it. I am. I'm enjoying it. It feels like I'm watching a crime drama. You know, that's what it feels like. I think it's so good. I think it's and I, I thought WandaVision was very emotional. I think Falcon the Winter Soldier is very smart. Yes. And I was surprised at how smart it was and how they're tackling questions about systemic racism about trauma about what it means to be a superhero in today's world like when john walker was throwing that shield down and like everyone whipped out their phones and that's exactly right like yeah that's real that's 100 percent real you can you can snap half of them away that's not going away and and even the ideology of the flag smashers being like we like the world before because we weren't divided like everyone was unified and like people were just desperate to come back together and yeah. what happened was the world changed. And now when it came back, they're trying to go back. To yeah. How it was. Yeah. And it's just, listen, again, go back to, I can't control it. Why am I doing this? And I like the part where he's just like asking him like, Hey, by the way, you're a supremacist, no matter how you think you're slicing this in one, one way, shape or form. It's like, Ooh. yeah, those were, I mean, again, those were conversations that I just, I wouldn't have drawn those parallels, but so how do you feel about Anthony Mackie as Falcon? Um, I, I don't think I'm torn. I think he's the right person for it as much as it can be. I don't know the character well enough, like from the comics to like differentiate if like he's playing it right or wrong. I just don't know how I feel about Anthony Mackie as an, as an actor, just generally. Um, I, I think he's kind of dry. Um, you know, like I think his best movie was like the adjustment bureau. I think he did a really good job there, but uh, you know, I, but I, at the same point in time, if I'm going to criticize, I got to give a recommendation. I can't really put somebody else that I would recommend in the role. So maybe he is right. And I just don't have an appreciation of the character, you know? 
Do you remember when we were driving to Key West, we talked about that Black Mirror episode of the virtual yes. fighters? Yes. So I talked about this in our episode one of the recap, specifically, you know, that, that car ride that we had. Anthony Mackie was the character in there. He was a Ryu actor in there. Was he? Yeah, he was. I, I'm forgetting the character's name. Yeah. And that's it's, weird. So, the, the, yeah, I know, because it just didn't feel like him. And the reason why I bring that up is because I think Anthony Mackie, first of all, I, I really like him. I do think he's good for the rest. Someone who's familiar with the comics and everything. I actually think he's given Sam a lot more visibility. I mean, you can say that about every character, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. that's in the MCU right now because the Avengers were D-list before. But I think Anthony right. Mackie is doing a great job. But he does stuff that's really smart. You know what I mean? And I think you know, whether it's him or a writer or a producer, he's delivering the lines in a very smart way. Like that scene at, at the bank in episode one where mm -hmm. they denied him a loan. Like you can tell yeah. he's trying, he's trying to play it up for him. But at the same time, he's you're like, you're not going to give me a fucking loan. Like, I'm the yes, fuck, you know what I mean? And that scene just hits you, right? You're just like, do you know who I am? Oh, I do. Can't give you this selfie. loan, but can I get a selfie? <laughs> yeah. You're just like, that yeah. is the world. That is 100% the world that we live in right now. Paul, I was driving on 836 today, and I just saw like these spring breakers just on the roof of the car clapping their asses. Oh that, my God. And I just imagine, like, yeah, that's going to happen in one of these Falcon and Winter Soldier episodes where you're just going to have people Instagramming in the back one of these scenes. And yeah. Especially in Madripoor. Yeah. And listeners, 836 is the Florida Turnpike, which has... <laughs> Probably the most accidents in the state of Florida. I have been on many accidents yes. on the state of Florida uh, on 836. Uh, some that I have caused and others that I was a victim of. Privy too. <laughs> I almost died on the turnpike. Did you know that? I did not know that. I My dad, when I graduated from Miami-Dade, he got me a Z4. And I nice. love that car so much. That was the James Bond car from the, that whatever was, that. Yeah. Oh no, the and, Z3. Sorry, the Z3 was yeah, it was one. the Z3 was the one that Pierce Brosnan. Uh, That's right. Drove, and then the Z4 was the updated model. But I was yeah. like, I fucking have this car, like it's so cool. And I was coming home from Tallahassee exactly like that <laughs> with my Starbucks <laughs> strawberry frappuccino. Mm. But I was coming back with Jeff. Jeff was we had only started dating. And, you know, there's always construction on the 836 and I, we had to stop. And this truck driver, a lumberjack truck driver fell asleep at the wheel. He failed to brake and he ran us over. And you know how small that car is. Thankfully, yeah. we, we had the top up, thank God. But we ended up on the other side of the turnpike and literally we came out and like, I was like gushing from my forehead and yeah, man. Wasn't this was a final destination movie? Oh, no, that's, uh, it's a lumber car, but like all the logs yeah, are falling off. Yeah, the all the logs. No, it wasn't as horrible. But what ended up happening was after it kind of like pushed us to the other side of the, the the highway, it smashed into another car and it went like an accordion. So this guy was pinned between like his back seat and the steering wheel. It was awful, man. It was like I couldn't get the stuff. I was coming back from winter break. I couldn't get my Sex in the City DVDs for my truck. Uh, for my trunk, excuse me, because they were holding the car for a homicide investigation. Wow. That's how bad it was, man. And Jeff had to go to like rehab for a couple of years, but wow. No, so, listeners, the 836 in Florida, be Don't do it. Don't do Don't it. Don't do it. Take or the drive a tank. That's why I drive a truck now, man. <laughs> That's right. Oh, I can't wait to see your truck. Are you taking, are you going to be driving to? I am. Tours? I am. 
we we need something with enough horsepower to pull us out of the mud. Dirty, <laughs> you know, it's gonna be great. Yeah, listeners, we are going on a camping trip in two weeks with George. camping, not glamping. Yeah, yeah, no, it's camping. I've never been glamping or camping Good. either. I've never done anything. So I'm so an Australian man taught me, you know, what you do is you dig two holes when you take a shit. You know, you 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 <laughs> shit in one hole a little bit. You let that go in and then you go to the other hole while all the flies go to that one. And that way you can poop in peace. There you go, man. I, this is going to be fun. <laughs> <laughs> I'll probably wipe my ass with like poison ivy and I'll be like, what? It was red. I liked it. <laughs> but I got an itchy asshole now. <laughs> <laughs> Story of my life. Um, <laughs> I, I was, so I was on a trail yesterday and I'm pretty sure I encountered poison ivy, but I don't know how to like, you know, differentiate anything. So I'm going to leave it to you. Yeah, I got you. I, I'll, I'll whip out a, a phone and say, yeah, that looks like it. <laughs> Speaking of itchy assholes, what do you think of Sebastian Stan as Bucky? <laughs> uh, you know, I, again, I, I I don't know if he's just a dry actor. I haven't seen him in other stuff or that's just how the character is. You know, is he the same guy that they want to do for like Luke Skywalker, like a possible? Yeah, like, that's exactly 100 percent. OK, uh, I don't know. Uh, you know, I the problem, you know, I think he was really good. And the Winter Soldier, I think he was really good in, in all those the Marvel movies. The the show, I just feel like he, they're just trying to make him as sexy as possible because he's a great looking guy and he's in great shape. It's just I, again, I don't know if like they're just artificially trying to create this hostility between the two of them because I feel like at this point in time they would just be like, all right, can we move on and be buddies now? And they're not buddies yet, so I don't know if they're forcing that that storyline um, on purpose or that's just again, I don't have an appreciation for it. Um, I- I, I like their chemistry. I forgot who I was speaking about it with, which sidebar listeners, I got my COVID shot yesterday and I'm feeling it now. And I'm like, oh, I think I had a conversation with someone about this, but I think you can tell that the actors worked on their chemistry. I do think it's stiff. Sometimes like you can tell they know they're being cute. Yes. And it's less organic. It feels like you just said manufactured. Well, but you know what didn't feel uh, manufactured? That scene where they're getting interviewed or they're getting inter- interviewed by the um what's it called? The psychologist. The, the psychologist and like no get closer. Get uh, closer. It's like are we close enough? That scene's funny. Yeah, I'm obsessed. So in WandaVision, I was obsessed with the actress who did the commercials, Victoria Blade. Um with Falcon the Winter Soldier, I am obsessed with the psychologist. I can't find her on social media. I haven't looked really, but I blew up Victoria Blades like DMs. I mean, like you need to come on the show so I can talk to you. <laughs> to the point that I never got a response, and now I think I'm going to do it with Amy because um, I would love to. I think the actress kills it. Paul, have you ever been blocked? Have I by ever a famous been person? No, I haven't. Have you? I don't think so. I don't really like on I mean, Twitter or Instagram. Like, have you like like Hey, come on my show, come on my show, and then they just like Nope. No, no. Everyone's been really great to me. Like I slide into a lot of people's DMs Mm -hmm. with the exception of Victoria Blade, who has ignored me. (laughs) And like, that's why she wasn't in the last two episodes of WandaVision. (laughs) But apart from her, everyone has kind of gotten back to me and they've either said yes, or they've just been like, I I can't make the schedule happen, but hit me up later. So no, I mean, thankfully knock on wood, but I do think in like my personal account, I don't know. Like, I, I, I really am afraid <laughs> that one day, like an old tweet from like 2009 will show up that I don't even remember writing. Oh, and you'll get flamed for it. Don't worry. And then get flamed for it. But I think maybe 
for like reality TV shows when it was happening, when you didn't understand that it was more theatrical and there was a production, I'm sure I tweeted something at someone and <laughs> especially on RuPaul's Drag Race. And I, I think maybe someone responded to me saying you're blocked or something like that. RuPaul, but- is, is that the guy that did the... Uh, it's a song. And like in the beginning, he's talking like, then this girl got found and now she's a supermodel. Yeah, yeah. Wait, that's a song. I don't know. I don't know what it's like. She, she wah, has like cover girl. Oh yeah, yeah. That, that's it, right? Put that bass in your walk. Yes, that's it. Yes, let your whole body talk. Yes, and, that's it. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. So uh, RuPaul has a drag race competition that's like, dude, it's going on like sixteen seasons now. So yeah, wow. I'm sure like season three when I was like 22 and like didn't know what Twitter was, I was like, I'm having this for lunch, and also fuck you to <laughs> <laughs> fuck you to whoever was there, but. Or even the Amazing Race, dude. I was into the Amazing Race, and like I probably was nasty. There was a season with like these two people who were the models. It was this guy and this girl, and I thought they were awful human beings. So I love that show. That that I remember that one person lost because they wouldn't slide down like a hundred foot slide, and that was like the last thing to happen before you'd win the million dollars. And that's because on the Amazing Race. Yeah, I feel like I can do it. I feel like I'm sporty enough. Let's do it, Paul. Wow, I, I, we will audition. Okay, wait. So before we dive into the episode, I have two more questions for you. Mm-hmm. Sharon Carter, what are your feels on her? Eh, I, I, I think yeah. she's attractive. Yeah, she's cute. I, I think it's hard because didn't she like make out with a, what's it called? Uh, Chris Evans or yeah. Captain America? Yeah. And then I just remember that scene where Falcon and Winter, Winter Soldier, they just turn back and they're just in the back of the boat like, <laughs> yeah. And she's, and she's Peggy Carter's grand niece. Sometimes you got to take one for the two. <laughs> Do you, on the subject of Chris Evans, I feel like his shadow is looming over the series. I think they need to, he needs to show up at this point. I, I, I'm not saying he needs something. To, like, we need to know where he's at right now and why he's not weighing in. Like, everyone's saying, like, Steve would be disappointed and everything. It's like, he's not dead, right? He's not he's, dead. He's an old man with, a, you know, Peggy just dancing to that awesome song in their cabin. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I don't know if Peggy's supposed to be dead because she died during... um, Oh, that's a good point. She died during Winter Soldier or was it Civil War? I think it was Civil War she died. It opens with her funeral. So I don't know if she's supposed to be dead, but like, yeah, like, come on, man. Like, fuck. I don't know. I I don't know. I would have gone for the younger one, but I'm biased. (laughs) All right, so let's dive into the episode. Let's talk about it. So we open up with a flashback to Wakanda. Mm -hmm. And we find out how Bucky was able to overcome his programming. Mm -hmm. And it was a really emotional, intense scene. And I wasn't expecting it. Neither was I. And it was super humanizing. It's it's almost like, hey, we did this for you. You're good now. And it's like it's okay. You're safe. And like, you see him break down that breakdown to just like, Oh my God, I'm finally free of this. Right. Yeah, no. And it was beautiful. And we understand his relationship with Ayo, who is from the Wakandan guard. And it's just really powerful. And I love how she's here. Like we're here for Zemo. He killed our King. (laughs) Like, how could you have like released him? And I even thought that too. I was like, why would you have released him when you have a character like Ao? But I mean, they needed him. 
can I tell you, I love that Zemo character. I love him so much. Like just like he's like a perfect like neutral character to me where like he doesn't have ulterior motives. He just wants like he could give a shit about anything. It's just his own agenda. Like I like him. I like the character personally. Yeah, no, I think he's a really great character. You know, when he was first in Civil War, the character was a little stagnant. But they, they really brought him in. And I think Daniel Brawl, I'll repronounce his name, uh, is doing like a phenomenal job with mm-hmm. him. Mm-hmm. And I just think it looks it looks absolutely wonderful. I mean, mm-hmm. he's his coat, I mean, that's right from that's directly from the comics. Good. Good, good, good. You know, so they're on the the hunt for the flag smashers, and I, what Sam, a horrible name, by the way. Like that's is that the name from the comic books? Because I think that's a horror, like or like Black Star. They also gave like the the buddy guy Battlestar. Battlestar, like wow, what a name. Yeah, yeah, and obviously Battlestar was like really big in this. I can't believe they killed Battlestar. <sighs> I. That- uh, but you know what? Everything. If you want, if you look at the show, the episode in retrospect, everything was leading to something. Somebody's got to die. Yeah. Something's got to happen. And you knew this Captain America at some point has to have a point where they shift away um, from being like he's not as pure uh, as you know Steve. Chris Evans was as Steve. And it's like, but it was. I feel like they did it really well because mm-hmm. you know, he cared. You know, the, the, we can all hate John Walker. I think he's an awful human being. He's worse than Thanos. I know he, I know Wyatt Russell is getting such horrible fan mail. Like, people hate him. But he's doing a great job doing that. They've done a great job of humanizing him. And mm-hmm. you know what makes him work, you know? Mm-hmm. And you can't fault them for showing those layers. And so, you know, his buddy dies, and that's what sends him off. And that fucking ending, man. I know, but but I mean, if you think about it, Paul, the same situation happened with Steve and Bucky. Yeah, and look how Steve Rogers came out of it. You know, wow! I did not even draw those parallels until right now. Mm-hmm. 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 Well played, sir. Well played. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no, you're absolutely right. Well, that's where we, it's exactly, I, I don't know if we hit record when we were talking about this, but absolute power. When someone gets power, their native personality comes out. That's right. And with Steve, it was to charge on and do the good thing. With that's right. Walker, it's like, you killed my best friend. Now I'm going to fucking kill you. Yeah. And it's like, it, he, and he is more human because of it. it. Cause like, here's the thing. What, like, what are the options? He could have gone the, the self-righteous Captain America path. And then great. We don't have a story now. He's, he truly is a, you know, the, the, the sword in the stone to pull it out. No, yeah. he is a human. He is now going to be on camera. He's going to be the bad guy. Uh, you know, I, I foresee because of social media, you know, something's going to happen where he's going to be pulled out of the out and he's nope, he's going to take everything. He's going to get revenge. And these two guys are going to be like, you know what? We got to get this shield back. You know, Yeah. what did you think of the shield at the end with the blood dripping off of it? I, I think we talked about it earlier, dude. like what a symbolism uh, at the end of it where it's like and it's that upward angle. It's that upward angle, seeing the blood coming from that, like. Dude, you don't see blood in a Disney movie. No. You know, it's like for them to have done that, say shit a couple times in the episode. Like, I'm like, mm. yeah, they didn't go soft on this one at all. I mean, like blood on the shield. Think about that for a second. That's what it is. The the yeah. shield has been tainted. Yeah, yeah. And Anthony Mackey's Sam should not have given it up. And I think this episode 
not much happened, but a lot happened. Mm -hmm. And I think one of the parallels that we saw with John Walker was Sam and why he is a spiritual successor to Steve Rogers, because he wanted to talk to Carly, who's, you know, in charge of the flag smashers. Mm -hmm. And he almost reached her. And then there's fucking John Walker, who in the comic books is U.S. agent. U.S. agent just like charging. Goes right in. And like just fucks something up. And you're almost like, dude, you should have just shut the fuck up and let them do things. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like the so I mean that's I I didn't know that he was U.S. agent and I what's the question I'm looking for here is how how does it escalate from here now I don't know what I'm asking no no I think you know the MCU loves to respect the source material it doesn't necessarily follow it verbatim I Mm -hmm. think now we have an evil uh, super soldier in John Walker. And I think maybe he'll have a redemption arc and he'll be reintroduced as U.S. agent down the line. But, I mean, you just know it. You saw yeah. the moment that he took he took that serum, right? He Like, uh, what's it called? Zemo crushed them all. That one yeah. was left. He took that soldier serum. And it's like right after his buddy was like, hey man, would you take it? And he's like, I think so. So I think what we're going to get in the comic books, U.S. agent and white vision and Wanda were in the West Coast Avengers. Uh, so, and so they've kind of planted the seeds there. I think we're going to get the West Coast Avengers and the Young Avengers because the twins, Wanda's twins, are in uh, Young Avengers, grown up, obviously. Got it. What You know, a crazy thought too, Paul, is, I mean, if you think about it, they think what made Captain America Captain America was that serum. Yeah. You know, and it's like, nah, it's man. Not. It was Steve. It was his native personality. It's like Luke Skywalker. It's you know exactly what I mean? Right. It's what made him. What made him good was who he was. That's right. You know what? You know what I didn't like. I didn't like how. Okay, you're you're fighting a bunch of bad guys, right? Yeah. Think about in a real world. Boom! One of them actually dies in this fight. Everybody stops and stares while he yeah. walks over to his buddy. It's like, oh shit, we actually fought and killed somebody. We should all take a moment here and let him console. No, in a real freaking fight, they would have been like, oh, one guy's down. Let's all keep on fighting and tackle him now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, I I agree. It, it was just like a really weird, that was a weird story beat. But I really liked the Malaji coming in and them fighting, you know, Battlestar. That was cool. And, and, and foe Captain America. <laughs> and we, we see that, uh, that uh, Sam and Winter Soldier can hold their own against because they're heroes. They don't have right. the super, super soldier serum, but they're heroes. But like the other two are just novices. Oh, but yeah. Playing dress up and like they wipe the floor with them. It goes back to it. Remember, it's like, wow, they weren't even like supers or whatever. Like they were even like superhumans. Like, they were yeah. like and they kicked our asses. Like how how could we ever be, you know, backups to this? And to your point, they were even like, do we help them? Do we jump in? They're like. Uh, I guess we got to jump in. They're actually going to kill him. <laughs> yeah. But it was a great episode. I, again, I, you know, when I was thinking about it from a recap and also like, I think you and I like sounding off like paragraphs, like doesn't sound organic to our conversations, but not much happened from a plot point other than, you know, he Battlestar dies and then John Walker kills yeah. one it, of the flag smashers. And if you want, if you want like the last, like how, how to, um, if you want to think about how can I just watch this episode really quick, just go to the last 15 minutes, watch that, and then you're good. I agree. Are you ready for some listener questions? Let's do this. Okay. Light it up. All right. Are you ready? Are, this is going to be fun, man. Like some Got of it. these are really shady. So I asked for some Star Wars hot takes to put uh-huh. you in the hot seat. So the first one that came in, I like the sequels because they were fun and brought new fans to the franchise. 
Yeah, that's actually really lovely. I absolutely agree with that. Yeah, yeah. you know, uh, every single thing here is a generational item, right? And so I think if that brings new people in, and I can talk to new people and get different perspectives. I'm all for it. The X Men are better. Shut up. <laughs> I I think the X Men have a lot more history to draw on than Star mm-hmm. Wars from a comics perspective. I mean, what when did they start writing X-Men comics? Back in the 50s? 60s. 60s? I yeah. mean, that's right about the same time. It's it's the same imagination, same time period. I agree. I agree. Luke versus Logan. Who wins? Luke versus Logan. I think Logan. I really do. I don't think Luke would actually kill Wolverine. I think, yeah, I don't think Luke would kill Wolverine, but I think if it's Mandalorian Luke, I think Ooh, maybe. He, can hold, he can hold his own. Yeah. I think he can neutralize Luke. Look, if it was a battle to the death, I think Logan would win. But I, if it's neutralize and move on, I think it's going to be Luke. I, yeah, that's the question. Are we, are we sitting here saying to the death, like one of you must die or both of you die? I, I, I actually think Luke would do it. Luke would just pick you up and just throw you somewhere choke you i agree no and i think they would be friends at the end i think they drink some blue milk or blue beer together (laughs) um george lucas never had an overarching vision for the original trilogy you know an overarching vision for the original trilogy um i might actually disagree with that one i don't think that he knew i don't think that he thought anybody would want to listen to the story so maybe in the first episode in in episode um four you know new hope I he probably didn't think anybody would grab on, but after that, there's absolutely you can see a pathway to to more items, more plots. I mean, he definitely had a vision. It's just that people want to listen to that vision. Yeah, I agree with that, and I think like everything that happens during production, it just gets kind of like lost. Mm-hmm. You have to like redo things. But mm-hmm. Baba Baba Fett is overrated. I just I agree. Really? I really, ah, yeah, I think he's way overrated. Um, he, he's you know, he's got like five minutes of story time, and everybody just likes him because he's got cool gear, cool stuff, and you know, like all the merchandise with him. I, not that I'm not a Boba Fett fan, yeah, he's cool. I think he's cooler in The Mandalorian than he is in the movie. Yeah, how did you it, think about that twist that he was back? Oh, I liked it. I, you know, I, I think, but the question is, did they bring him back because of the nostalgia and everybody? I think so. You know, I, uh, I thought it was genuine surprise. I think he's a popular character. Yeah, you need to use that IP. You know, at the end of the day, Marvel, Disney, they they are an IP business. Yes, and they need to. Ha- they have characters that sell merchandise that people are genuinely interested in. I absolutely agree with you. It would be stupid not to. You know what I didn't like though that Disney did though, and I communicated this for you. And uh, in in the Last Jedi, when that little kid at the end of the movie like picks up the broom and like he's like, yeah, you, you can be a Jedi too. Fuck you, Disney. Don't put that shit in my movie. Don't you dare make all these little kids think that they can be fucking Jedis and that they can have superpowers. Fuck you. No, oh my God. don't put any and, more of that shit. And, and I literally went on a rant. I remember this was years ago when I was like, oh, and I love that ending with the little boy grabbing the, the broom. And you were like, no, no. And that's Fuck a that. lot of people. Yeah. I. But again, if I'm not putting on my Star Wars hat, I think when you look at just the writing and the story, that makes sense to me. Yes, absolutely. However, as a Star Wars fan, yes, I can understand where that's like really pissing off. Yes. Okay. We have so (laughs) many questions, but I'm just going to narrow it down to two more because I think this is a really good one. What are your thoughts about Freddie Prince Jr.'s rant on the toxic fandom? Um, 
And you sent that to me a long time ago. Yeah. About... You know, I like the content of it. I feel like he's mansplaining. And then anytime you see Freddie Prince Jr. being a bro and like cursing like that just throws me off. You know, he's always played like really kind of non-manly roles. Anyways, besides that yeah, point. He called like uh, dog. Like he was like, yeah, Joe dog. Yeah, and, like, yeah like, I heard dog. I'm like, who are you? What are you saying here? I like, I, but you know, the content is good. You know, he's, yeah, what I didn't like is that it felt very mansplaining and then it felt very like, I'm above you. I'm better than you. I know this. Don't you dare challenge me. And I think this whole conversation should always be a collaborative. And yeah, is there a vision? Sure. But I mean, there's also an interpretation of, of certain items and that's, what's important to the whole culture of this. So yeah, I look, I didn't, I loved his interpretation of the force and the force being of balance. And that's why after Anakin went to the dark side, you got two new ones because mm-hmm. it's all about balance. But yeah, you could have cool. delivered it a little bit more digestible. But listeners, you can find that on YouTube. Just Google Freddie Prince Jr. Star Wars rant. Yeah. And it, at the very least, I agree with you. He was condescending. He was here like, I have insider information that all of you don't. Right. But, it was, if you can t- divorce that, I think what he said was. It's great content. Listen, outside of that, great content. This is not about you now, Freddie. I'm glad that you have that information. Don't act like you're special. Share it with the rest of us so we Share. all can be equal. Okay, final question. Why have I yet to see coffee in the galaxy far, far away? <laughs> Actually, that's not true. In The Mandalorian, didn't let somebody leave a, Starbur- a Starbucks cup in one of the episodes? No, isn't that? No, that's Game of Thrones. Oh, yeah, you're right. It is Game of Thrones. That's something else. Why is there no coffee? Uh, that's a very good question. I don't have an answer for that one. I mean, if I got to make something up here, uh, because nobody likes addictive items in in a long, long time ago, and coffee beans are maybe only on Earth. Um, that is a very great answer. And I think we should take coffee beans to a galaxy far, far away and open our own version of Starbucks. We would probably make a whole lot of money. My God, can you imagine like Luke Skywalker coming in wanting a Frappuccino (laughs) or a seasonal latte? Do you think he likes it light or dark? (laughs) And with that, Mr. Magoo, this was such an honor to have you on. I, I had so much fun. Mr. Dayspring, it's always a pleasure. And you have a private social media account, so I'm not going to ask where people can find you, but... They can find you on the Power of X-Men Instagram because I always throw up photos and I always shout you out. So, And when we go on our camping trip in a couple of weeks, I mean, it's going to be all over there. So, Yeah. Bro. Yes, sir. I'll, I'll get a tattoo of it. All right. I am the <laughs> Uncanny Dayspring signing off.